Well, welcome. Episode 209 of the Canadian Football Countdown. A proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast. It's Eastern Division Preview. Uh, got a lot to go on. Storylines, players to watch, bold predictions, East Standing predictions, and of course, playoff predictions. Trey Colbeck here. I'm going to take over a little bit. Ryan, you had a little bit of work done, so I'm, you know, I'm going to give you the break. Uh, how, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I uh, did have to go to the dentist, get a filling earlier today. I wasn't sure if the mouth was going to be unfrozen in time for the podcast tonight. So Trey's like, okay, I'll take charge. Then my mouth was unfrozen like two hours uh, later, uh, like four hours before the show started. But hey, Trey wanted the keys tonight. So I figured, uh, you know, when in the keys here, I'll, I'll sit shotgun. Yeah, why not? Why not? But as always, we first, before we do it, we want to acknowledge that uh, the Canadian Football Podcast is brought to you from Treaty 1 territory, traditional territory of the Anishinaabwe, Cree, Oja Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation as well from Treaty 4 territory, traditional territory of Cree, Soto, Dakota, Lakota, Nakota, and of course Métis Nation. And we already got tons of people in that chat. Tons of people in that chat, which is brought to you by our sponsor, Game Time TV. You know, we're live on a variety of different platforms. And, of course, we always take your comments, keep them coming. All made uh, spon- uh, ah, all made possible by our presenting sponsor, Game Time TV. Learn more by visiting GameTimeTV.com or following on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MB. And, uh, of course, real quick mention. We, we 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 moved on to Discord. We got some Discord community chat going. So if you want to join that, there a link somewhere. Ah, there it is. There it is. The graphics up there. Make sure you follow us on Discord. I think uh, Ryan's got a little tease later in the show. We'll talk about about some stuff coming on on Discord. Uh, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. Do we want to talk about it later? Or you want to talk about it right now, quickly? Oh, you want you could jump on it now. I forgot all about it, and then it just kind of hit in my head right there. So if you want to tease the folks. Yeah, sure. So we've got a new community Discord started up a couple of weeks ago. Uh, if you want to join it, the link is in the episode description, whether you're watching the video or listening to the audio afterwards. Uh, and what you can do there, you can interact and discuss all things CFL with us and other CFL fans uh, and get access to additional content and uh, fun events and things like that uh, in between our regular episodes and you know, as we get closer to the season, we're ready to start unveiling some more things. I've been very busy over the past week trying to get some of these things set up. Uh, a couple of things you can look forward to if you do join the Discord community. The CFL Pick'em website is now up and running. We are going to have a CFC Canadian Football Countdown League or group over on the CFL Pick'em site, which if you would like to join that play, Pick'em against us and other listeners. Uh, you can get access to that from the free Discord community. Also, if you're a big CFL fantasy player, I've got a lot of things coming out there for you. We're going to have multiple CFL fantasy leagues, the official one once it's live there as well. Uh, and the CFC Fantasy Challenge, which you'll have to stay tuned till next week, where I unveil a little bit more about that. And I've also been working on the ultimate CFL fantasy guide, preseason rankings for all of the players at different positions. I'm hoping I can get that finished in time. Uh, and if I do uh, and you want access to that to help you with your CFL fantasy drafts, I'll be in the Discord community there as well. So lots of fun stuff. I know we, we've been talking about other things to do throughout the season as well. So, uh, yeah, come join us over there and, and get access to Trey's horse picks uh, there for uh, harness racing as well. <laughs> 
I haven't put too much in there, but uh, maybe as the season picks up, I will. And I, I've been thinking about it. I haven't worked it all out, but since we're one show a week now, I'm going to throw some more betting props on the Discord as well. So we just kind of focus on maybe the spread on the show, right? And we'll throw some more stuff in the Discord. Uh, yeah, all my picks are guaranteed by myself. They're guaranteed to be on the trial. Well, I guess that's not true. They can get scratched, but they're guaranteed to, to, to I don't know, it's guaranteed. I wouldn't bet the farm, maybe an ant farm. I'd bet an ant farm. That's oh, about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, How expensive are, are ant farms? I feel like they're expensive, right? Not as much as a real farm. (laughs) I probably, I probably do spend as much as an ant farm on a night at the track. So it's, uh, yeah, it's okay. But uh, yeah, also we got Adam in the chat. Uh, He's totally working hard if he's texting. Uh, Just kidding, buddy. Working real hard there. Rain season's coming. Got to do his farmer stuff. And Mike, uh, Mike's probably just in his bat cave uh, working hard like always, but he'll be back soon. Eastern preview time. So, you know, let's start alphabetically. Uh, my Verdant education is not the greatest, but I think it's Hamilton. Hamilton Tiger Cats and storylines. I'll throw a match here, Ryan. You know, uh, of course, bow and black and gold is probably the number one thing. Um, you know, what bow are we going to get? Are we going to get slow bow, gunslinger bow, or maybe a different version of bow we've never seen? Also got Coach Oh, I was wondering... Does he have a leash, you know, this year? Hamilton's, he is the GM too, though, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I think like partial, partial GM. Yeah. But, you know, does he have, uh, does he have, you know, how much of a leash? And I'm wondering too, does uh, the arrival of James Butler change anything? You know, what's like, you know, Ryan, let's talk with the bow. Uh, What bow do you think we're going to get this year? You know, Bo Levi Mitchell uh, has been on the decline for the past you know, three seasons or so, you know, 2018, I would say it was, he's still at the peak of his career. He's, he's declined a little bit since then, uh, you know, season after season, some of it was injury related. Some of it, you know, as he does get older naturally uh, to the point where, you know, he was the odd man out in Calgary last year. They decided to go with the younger option and Jake Mayer and, you know, Bo coming over to Hamilton was probably one viewed as one of the biggest fish in free agency. I'm not I'm not high on the prospects of him here. I don't think he's going to do better than he did last season in Calgary. You know, last season he had one of the best offensive lines in, what, the last 20 years, I think it was, in the CFL. They gave up something like 17 sacks. I mean, their run game was tops in the league there as well. You know, Dave Dickinson, I think, is a great, you know, coach and offensive coordinator there for him. Now coming over to Hamilton, you know, you look at what he's got there. Uh, you know, the offensive line, yeah, they improved it a little bit over last season, but I don't think it's going to be quite as good as what it was uh, in Calgary, naturally. And I just want to see what the offensive game plan, I guess, is going to look like for him. Because the last couple of years, kind of the Bolivar Mitchell and Calgary offense strategy has been run the ball with Kadeem Carey and then have both throw to seven different receivers a game uh, that seemingly and spread it around there. So... Uh, I don't know necessarily what version we're going to get. Is the fresh start, is there a little bit of a chip on his shoulder in Hamilton? I think there could be, but I think a lot is going to depend on the game plan that offense coordinator Tommy Condell draws up for him. Well, that kind of jumps us into another talking point. I had the arrival of James Butler. Do you think a guy like that might, you know, I, I wouldn't complain. Is that, that's Kadeem Carey-like if he's top performing, is it not? 
Yeah, James Butler, if he's given the opportunity, I think is one of the top running backs in the CFL. I mean, he finished right behind Kerry last season at number two there uh, in, in rushing yards, if I'm remembering correctly. And that was a bit of a surprise because he didn't get a ton of usage the year before in BC, but they really leaned on him quite a bit, uh, even though they had you know the great passing game there with Nathan Rourke. But Condell doesn't use his running backs. I don't even know if he knows they're on the roster sometimes, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. he'll run more running plays with his wide receivers. He'll get, like, Tim White, Poppy White, those guys in on those sweeps and stuff, which are effective at times, but seems to not use the running backs right now. That was with Dane Evans last season. With Bo coming in, I wonder how much of an impact, how much of a say do you think Bo Levi Mitchell has in uh, – in kind of the play calling and the playbook that we're going to see there in Hamilton, you know, because Dane Evans, a couple of years as a starter versus Bo, one of the top quarterbacks, you would think he has a little more say in things. And I guess, what does that mean in your opinion for, for what this offense will look like? Oh, I think, I think that's why the conversations took so long with Hamilton because Bo needs to say like, it's it's my show too you know i i don't want to say he needed to go meditate in the darkness quite like aaron Rodgers over it but i think he's kind of that level of it you're not going to pay a guy at his age and his reputation and say but you're going to listen to our scheme um does that mean they're going to run it i don't know i i think bo i think bo's going to want to run it and you know yeah you, you have a play see this is the thing do you think bo's not going to call audibles like he's a guy i think he if the play call is keep pass 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 i think bo's the guy who might go you know what screw it we're going to run it we're going to do some sweeps we're going to do hit plays you know he he he's got an eye for it he's one of those he's one of the most chatty quarterbacks in the cfl i've seen at the line in the last few years not tons of audibles but i feel like he's one of the guys so i think he'll have if, if they if butler is on all form i think they'll be fine on that case um but let's jump to the defense you know simone lawrence uh 35 years old but he's still simone lawrence right you also have casey sales who had uh six sacks and 36 tackles malik carney who had seven sacks on his own is this defense enough like could the defense be good enough to maybe help Bo out what do you think yeah, you know, the defense, uh, if you take a look at who they have on the position, I'm just pulling it up on my other screen here to take a look. I mean, that defensive line is as good as any. Ja'Garrett Davis has been to six straight Grey Cups, so naturally, you know, I am tempted to slot Hamilton in uh, straight into the Grey Cup for that reason. But you mentioned Casey Sales, I think, already a huge addition there. So I really like what they've done on the defensive line. Kwaku Boateng. You know, didn't have a fantastic – well, he he missed all of last season due to injury, but when he was with Edmonton, was one of the top defensive linemen in the league. So I think they're stacked on the defensive line there. Uh, you know, Simone's back. Jameer Thurman is a huge addition at linebacker there also for them. They lost, I think, a couple pieces there. Uh, but defensively, this team, I mean, looks like it can be as good as any in the CFL, uh, I think, if they can, you know, put everything together there. So – yeah, that's a it's a dangerous looking defense there for the Tie Cats. So you're right. Maybe you know maybe Bo doesn't need to light it up every single night to to pick up the victories here. Well, right, a defense like this, you're gonna keep the field short for Bo, right? You know, and it, that's that's the game plan, and that's why you have to go heavy on the run and have a good special teams and defense. And I'm kind of torn on this team. Like I think they he had the three year contract, right? Yeah, and I know this is their. I know this is their great cup year, and they're probably wanting to push it. 
I think maybe next year is more of a legit kind of t- timeline for them. Maybe they go out. Maybe they will. But I think that they might need the year to kind of uh, get things together. But that being said, Bo could be Bo and James Butler could be him. And, you know, Coach O is no scrub coach either. He is going to put things together and, and make it happen. Um, you know what? Let's go bold predictions, Ryan. I'll kick it off to you, man. What's your uh, t- uh, Ty Katowski wee wee bold prediction of the year? I mean, I want to give this as a bold prediction, but I think there's about a zero percent chance it actually happens. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I would, I would love to see a case where you know we're looking at season's end and the starting quarterback for the Hamilton Tiger Cats is Matthew Schiltz, who was brought back as the backup quarterback there. Like I said, I'm not a huge believer in Bo Levi Mitchell, uh, that he is going to turn things around. And I'm high on Matt Schultz as a guy who's been a backup that, you know, here and there got a bit of experience, uh, didn't look too bad in some starts. And I think if given an opportunity, you know, could could find some success here. He's a little more mobile of a quarterback there as well, which is something I always love. Again, it's, I, it's sure we can call it a bold prediction. I guess that's what it is because it's unlikely to happen. Do I think there's a chance at all of it happening? No, but that that is something that, you know, in, in my head, if it played out the way I envisioned things, uh, we could see that there. Uh, the other thing, I guess, under bold predictions, you know, we talked a lot about the passing game and the running game. We didn't really talk about wide receivers for the team. Oh, yeah. Somebody's stepping up that wide receiver that we don't necessarily have their names, uh, you know, uh, in our minds as an all-star right now. You know, Tim White is going to be one of the top receivers in the league again this year. Uh, Duke Williams is going to have a fantastic year. Then behind that, you know, uh, Braylon Addison was released. uh, You know, that was a big piece missing there now, too. So you look at it. Uh, Stephen Dunbar gone also. You know, Poppy White, uh, Anthony Johnson, Keandre Smith, there's a couple of guys there. And yeah, FM Fan Gaming in our YouTube chat uh, saying uh, he'll be an out of nowhere wide receiver this season on Keandre Smith. And I, I agree. Uh, I, I think one of these guys is going to step up and be the next big name in, in Hamilton this season. And on paper preseason seems like maybe there is a little bit of a depth issue at wide receiver, but it's next man up. Right. And one of these guys is going to be that guy. Nope. Exactly. I agree. Uh, my bold prediction. I, I enjoy that. You liked it when you saw it earlier uh, beforehand. Uh, it's uh, I think the key to success for Bo and this Hamilton offense is running the ball. And I'm going to say they're going to rush be lead the league in rushing. If they do things properly, that's the only way I think they're going to win it like that. I'm kind of like you and the, is it going to happen? Probably not. But if they do it, they're going to be, then, then they're going to maybe be at that gray cup come November at home. Uh, I think Butler. Oh, sorry. People keep talking about hockey in the chat. (laughs) I'm sorry. My ADHD is off the wall. Hockey talk is for after boys, but um, yeah, I think if they run the ball, everything uh, should be fine. Now, is it going to happen? We'll see. But if they do, I think good things will come to Hamilton's way. Uh, anything else you want to add to Tiger Cats before we move on? Yeah, we we didn't really. I mean, you mentioned uh, Coach O and the leash on him there, right? But we didn't talk too much right. on there. I know, I know, Adam put in the chat something about how much pressure is on Hamilton hosting the Grey Cup this year. Do you think there's a case? Uh, like, how long of a leash would you give him? We saw Saskatchewan last year. You know, a lot of pressure on them. They ended up keeping the crew around into the offseason, bringing them back for another season here. 
Are you making any drastic changes in a cup hosting year here if you're Hamilton at, you know, at any of the personnel places uh, early in the season? Or are you sticking out with what you got and then reevaluating in the offseason? Uh, well, just to make the point, I think it was FM fan said that he is the president of football operations too. So that's kind of a sticky one. I don't know if he'll let him, like, he's not going to. I don't know. I think maybe he'll find somebody like if, but maybe what, I don't know what he'd do in the middle of the year. I think this will be his last year. And when I say leash, maybe he's not going to get canned, but upper, upper management, whoever his boss is might say, Hey, stick to football ops, find yourself a head coach kind of gig. And, and that might be more of the conversation. And I think it will all tie in on how, um, how this season goes and how the first year or two with Bo goes. Cause I think when Bo, if Bo's a bust here, I think something might have to change. Don't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them be in for the long haul. And, you know, it's three year contract. I don't think Bo has anything guaranteed in his contract. Uh, I think because he was, his rights were traded. He couldn't get that third year guaranteed or something like that. Um, Adam said, Adam saying that, uh, his bold prediction is Hamilton will start slow and, uh, Condell will be punted by week six. So there we go. Adam's got the most definitive number on, uh, on this. I like it. <laughs> uh, that's Adam, man. He's got, this is counting, uh, counting clouds and counting prairie dogs right now while that automatic autopilot, uh, takes them around the field. So let's move on. Let's go again. Alphabetically, I believe it's Montreal Alouettes. Uh, some storylines I have, we got Cody Fajardo now in the Navy and Maroon. Um, you know, does he have a different O-line than he did in Saskatchewan? Who knows? We'll talk about that. Um, you know, he's also teamed up with his former head coach there in uh, Moss. So how is that going to go? Um, and then I wonder how uh, Moss's leash is. Yes, it's his first year, but we've seen what the general manager did last year to uh, Kahari Jones. So would he maybe do that? And I wonder if new ownership might want to put a big push on this year. Ryan, let's start with you. How do you feel about Cody Fajardo and his new colors? This is just like, I still can't believe the storyline happened this offseason that, you know, <laughs> of all the places we thought Fajardo might go, you know, Hamilton being one of those, but they end up going with Bo, that he ends up in Montreal and, of course, ends up back with Jason Maz, who he, you know, just had that tumultuous relationship with last season in Saskatchewan. Uh, and what's it going to be? You know, what was the aspect that made things not work? Was it the relationship between them? I mean, a lot of it was that offensive line there. But I'm excited for the fresh start for Cody Fajardo. Uh, you know, I in preparation, spoiler alert, for next week, I was re-listening to our fantasy draft from last season uh, earlier uh, over the weekend. And Fajardo was my first round pick because I thought he was going to be really good last season with Saskatchewan. Uh, and he was the season before that and then it all took a turn for the worst last year so but i still think he has the talent there i think a fresh start could help him out uh how much how fresh is it with jason Paws back there i don't know but uh i'm having a hard time placing what my expectations for him are and for montreal in general just because of all the you know the change at quarterback the change at coach uh you know they didn't upgrade too much at some of their other positions so I don't know. I have a hard time pinpointing what kind of success I'll see from Fajardo. Uh, is a bit of a better offensive line enough, like you said, to 
you know, turn it around and how effective can he be? I'd like to think probably somewhere in the middle between, I think it was 2019 West MOP, uh, Cody Fajardo and what we saw last season. What do you think? See, I've, I've been a, I'm a Fajardo fan because I was sitting in that cold mosaic stadium when he hit the upright and, and to be fair, they rough riders were that close. You know what I mean? They were that close. And then, is that 2019? Yeah, 2019. And then the follow, not the following year, but the following season, same thing kind of happened in Winnipeg, right? I think I hate, I, I, he deserves better. Like, you know, a little bit. You can only take so much crap in one's life. I think he deserves better. Is Montreal the destination for that? Yeah, I don't know. And I, and I don't know what the same, same characters kind of thing with Moss and, and I just want to know because he was he in place before new ownership, right? I don't think so, timeline no. wise, because the new was the new ownership in place. No, the ownership oh, the right. CFL took ownership over right before free agency, right. and he did sign opening day. So yeah, I guess he did sign. That's what I mean. I want to know like what's ownership going to do in this upcoming off season. You know what I mean? Are they going to want their guys, you know, they just said, you know what, this year we're going to go with what they have because it's too late to do anything. You know, who are they going to get for quarterback? Who are they going to get for head coach? Who are they going to get for GM and all that stuff? So maybe take this year and see where they're at. I want him to do better. I just don't think it's there. You know, their running back situation's not exactly solid either. They got some talent, but you know, people who, they have Stan back, who we don't, I don't know anymore. Like, is he going to play? You know, how much is he going to play? You got Fletcher and Antwi kind of more. They got talent, but untested, you know. Yeah, they got some options and receivers, but is Fajardo going to have time to get there? I don't know. I don't think so, <laughs> unfortunately. And I think the sky is just as blue in Montreal as it is in Saskatchewan, and, and he's going to find that out. Yeah, I think that uh, depends on, and I'm interested, I'm assuming Jason Moss is calling the offensive plays here again as well. Uh, I'll, I'll double check on that here in a second, you know, what the, the personnel looks like there as well. But do they design a more, a different game plan this time around uh, for him there? Uh, and yeah, you know, Adam mentioned wide receivers in our chat as well. That's that's the interesting one. You know, Cody Fajardo, come play in Montreal. Oh, by the way, we uh, we weren't able to secure our top two receivers in Eugene Lewis and Jake Winicky, who have now gone off to the West Division there. So somebody, much like Hamilton, somebody's going to have to step up. They brought in Greg Ellingson, but other than that, you know, Reggie White Jr. is probably, well, he is the currently the last season's leading receiver on the roster with 722 yards there. So Somebody's going to have to step up this season. They've got a lot of young pieces that I am actually excited uh, to see uh, there. You know, somebody's going to make a name for themselves there also. But uh, yeah, Montreal, like I said, you know, unknowns at wide receiver, uh, unknowns of this Fajardo-Maz relationship. Uh, hard to gauge what this offense is, whether it's going to be high-powered or not. Yeah, no, I agree with everything. So kind of moving into some of my players to watch. I want to watch the, the running backs. I kind of mentioned it. They did have combined a thousand yards last year, like in the, you know, kind of thing. But can they, one of them do that themselves? Can they do that in rotation? I think that's, again, a kind of mimicking what Hamilton, my points on Hamilton. I think that's their kind of key to success. You're right. They do have, well, see, they have 
again, Reggie White, Ellingson. See, I was underwhelmed with Ellingson's time in Winnipeg. So is is he going to be that? It's not really going to help. Um, Philpot, what's Philpot going to do? You know what I mean? He's young and talented, but they don't really have tons of other high powered offense around him. So is he going to get targeted a little more? You know, you don't know what's going to go on. So I think the run game is kind of what's going to save Fajardo in his career. I hope they're, uh, Ryan, uh, who specifically players or kind of personnel are you looking at? Yeah, the running backs interest me, just like the uh, just like you said there. I would, I thought it was crazy that Walter Fletcher re-signed as one of the last kind of running backs to re-sign this offseason when you still have Stanback, you still have Josh Renantui. And at the time, you had a team like BC that didn't really have anybody, you know, slotted in as their starter at running back. Uh, I thought there were other places Fletcher could have gone to get more of a role. Because this seems kind of like a bit of a log jam now. It should be William Stanback's team if he's healthy. If he's healthy, he's top two, three running backs in the CFL. Uh, we've seen him put up 200-yard rushing games before. Uh, but that was a bad injury last year. He came back late in October and really didn't get a whole ton of usage. There was a bit of that log jam there. So, uh, you know, uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see early in the season on that side. Uh, the other positions I'm really looking at here for Montreal, we talked a bit about wide receiver. You know, who's the next man up there? Kion Julian Grant had a decent season, came on strong at the end. I uh, hope to see more from him there. Uh, I know he only played two games last year, but I think he also had some pretty good preseason action. Cole Speaker, if he gets in the lineup, that's a guy, uh, you know, maybe he's still classified as a rookie that I would like to see uh, get more of a role there. Uh, and then my big question mark on the defensive side of the ball is defensive back Jamal Roll just retired uh, two days ago uh, and was slated in to be a big piece of that defensive back. So who is going to be, you know, the next man up to, to fill in that slot there is kind of my big question mark on the defense for Montreal. So those are kind of the positions and people I'm watching. Nope. Like it, Ryan. Like it, Ryan. I'm going to lead off with my bold prediction this time for the Montreal Alouettes, and that is they will miss the playoffs in 2023 and they'll be in the basement. And not only that, I think, which I kind of alluded to, but I think there'll be some major change or as major changes the CFL coaching cap and salary caps and everything will will allow because, like I said, they have new ownership. Um, we took in kind of late into the process, you know, kind of thing. Some players might not be who they want, some coaching and certain situations. And, you know, they might want their own TV deal. And if they have a good team, you know, to showcase in Montreal and Quebec, I think that would go a long way into if they want to take over uh, the airways in, in Quebec, right? In the French speaking parts of Canada. Ryan, uh, what about you? Yeah, that's kind of what I was looking at in the, in the same department of I do have Montreal, you know, spoiler alert, as a lower team in the uh, East Division, um, just because of all the unknowns I've talked about. I will say that I guess my bold prediction is that, you know, I think they'll finish in top half in the league in terms of least sacks allowed. So I think Cody Fajardo will get more time back there. I think Fajardo will have a pretty good bounce back season. I'm not going to call it an MOP candidate season necessarily, but I think Fajardo will bounce back pretty well here uh, this year and, uh, you know, uh, get back into his regular form uh, and the offensive line issue and the sacks are not going to be a concern for him this season. Awesome. I like it. Uh, you know what? Uh, any final thoughts on uh, 
on um, Montreal before we move on. No, just sad we don't get the summer of summer of Stern this year. You know, that was the big storyline around Montreal is uh, is all Gary's I, stuff. So I bet he'll I bet he'll come back in a way. He'll he'll because he was tweeting a little bit after, and I, I maybe he just took a couple weeks off to get ready. I think it, it won't be the end of him. You know, I think he had a fun time doing what he was doing on Twitter. So maybe it won't be to the same extent, but I think he's still a Montreal fan uh, at heart there. Can my bold prediction be that air horns get banned at uh, Montreal Stadium? I, that's a given. I, I again, I think, I, not to be insulting, but just the level of maybe professionalism that's going to come along with the new ownership a little bit. Um, they're not going to be tweeting fans, you know, <laughs> throughout the game. They're going to, you know, again, like I said, they probably want some TV media sh- rights in the French part of Canada. I think, yeah, those are going to be gone. They don't want that on their broadcast, right? If they had it, I don't think TSN wanted it, <laughs> to be honest. So let's move on uh, to the next city. I have just borders on uh, on Quebec, I believe, right? Ottawa, the Ottawa Red Blacks. That was fancy graphics uh, brought to you by Game Time TV. Thank you. Um, you know, so <laughs> so move on here. Kind of my um, my topics here. Mazzoli, I heard, I, I believe I saw limited in training camp and probably won't start much of the preseason if not at all you know does that affect things i believe our buckle is their backup you know is that guy you really want to go with other point kahari jones comes in as oc kind of like that that could be interesting um you know he gets the focus on offense they also have some questions at running back not too sure about their defense ryan will i'll kick it off to you what do you think about their defense the defense for Ottawa, I mean, Lorenzo Mald in the fourth uh, was 17 sacks last season, led the league in that category. He was my number one breakout player, I think, or number two when we did that a couple of weeks ago. He was somewhere on my chart, I think, high up there. Uh, you know, he's the big name on the defensive line. They've got a couple other pieces there that, you know, familiar names like Cleon Lang, Michael Wakefield. Uh, on the D-line there. I really like some of the guys they have at linebacker. I mean, Javon Santos-Knox came over from Hamilton, uh, I believe, put up 105 tackles last season. Patrick Levels, I think, may have been released. I think my chart up here is not uh, not refreshed since that happened. So, you know, maybe that's a question mark. I guess who fills in that linebacker or he was kind of a guy that could slot in everywhere there. Uh, and then a defensive back, they've got some pieces I like there. Money Hunter, Abdul Kane, Sherrod Baltimore among them. Big name missing this year is no Antoine Pruneau, who's retired. So, uh, you know, they're a defense that I don't have a whole lot uh, to talk about there either. Uh, you know, I, I see some pieces I like on that defense. I don't see it as, you know, uh, necessarily sound across the board like I do with some of the other teams. I could see it being a bit of a middle of the pack type defense this year. I'm I'm terrible at judging defense. We always talk about it, and I feel like you and Adam go way more into defense. Where I'm like, I just like offense. I'd be an offensive coordinator all day. Um, but that's where I think there's a little bit of a hole. I don't. Who's their kind of go to running back right now? Again, combined, they have guys who made over a thousand yards last year. You know, they go to Devontae Williams, or they go to West Hills, Malakovich, Litre. You know, Jackson Bennett got some time. Who's going to get the Brock, right? And and I think if our buckle is your guy first few weeks or Mazzoli's kind of playing hurt, you got to lean on that a little bit, right? Um, I think Mazzoli, I want Mazzoli to come back. I want him to be the kind of the guy we saw before the injury. 
it was a nasty ankle one, right? So uh, I'm sure we can talk about Adam about <laughs> about that a little bit because I think it was his player who did it. No, I'm just kidding, Adam. Um, former player. Uh, but I think he needs to come back with a vengeance. I don't think Nick Arbuckle is there is their future here. Bazzoli is 35. That is crazy. These CFL quarterbacks are a lot older than I always think they are. Um, or do you think Arbuckle's the guy, Adam? Or Ryan, what do you think? Well, just touch on the running backs first of all. Uh, you know, you mentioned Wes Hills there, and this is another one where it looks like my, my charts have not been updated oh, here. He's actually right. the leading rusher in the USFL right, right now. He's, I did see that, yeah. There were rumors he was signing with the Red Blacks, and then, or it seemed likely, and then all of a sudden he decided to go a different direction, went off the USFL. It's working pretty in, well for him so far. Is he ineligible to come back? What's those rules on that? I wonder because their league must be almost wrapping up now, isn't I'm it? I'm not sure on the USFL contracts. I know I saw a talk today about Darnell Sankey who went to the XFL about could he come back, and I think I read he was under contract till December uh, with oh, the okay. XFL. So maybe yeah, USFL okay. is similar. Okay, uh, I'm curious because I, you know, they they seem to jump there pretty quick, <laughs> but you know what I mean. So that yeah, you know, so I was wondering, but yeah, no, that's fair. But yeah, in terms of the other running backs there, I've, I'm a bit surprised they didn't make an upgrade at the position. Uh, probably of the names in camp, Jackson Bennett's the one I'm most excited about. I thought he got a couple of games later in the season, looked good there. Uh, you know, Devontae Williams didn't have a bad season, but somebody is going to have to step up or they're going to have to do running back by committee. Or, you know, they're going to have to pass a lot. And that brings it back to Jeremiah Mazzoli, Nick Arbuckle in the passing game. Uh, I like that they have this as a one-two punch. I, I think Nick Arbuckle is capable of being a solid backup. I think he's struggled here and there as a starter in this league, so I don't think he is the guy necessarily for the future uh, at the position, but I think he can be a solid backup. Uh, but Mazzoli, what do we see from him after that big injury? It's the same question mark I have with William Stanback. I like to think he can bounce back from it, and I hope he can, just like you. Uh, because I think he's got some, he's got one of the best groups of wide receivers. Uh, I, I think he's got a very underrated group of wide receivers here to work with. Jalen Acklin over a thousand yards last year. You know, Nate Bahar, one of the top Canadian receivers in the game. They brought in Shaq Evans, they brought in Braylon Addison. Justin Hardy was the receiver almost everyone was talking about in the final weeks. I think he had one game where he had 12 catches or something like that last season. So they've got a good a lot of good veteran pieces, young pieces as well for Mazzoli to work with uh, there this season. The question is, can he yeah, can he stay healthy? And and if he can, I think this could be a bounce back season for him. No, I completely agree. That's why we move on to players to watch. I kind of clumped in the whole receiving core, like you just kind of talked about again. The quarterbacks, you need someone to throw to. You know, you can't just can't can't put air butt out there you know you need to have actual people with gloves who know how to catch and run with the ball after with it so you know does Jalen Acklin who did have a thousand yards last year right does he continue that does um like you said Hardy does he continue what he started Braylon Addison um Shaq Evans actually on the team did I miss that yeah yeah oh is he wow can Shaq Evans actually do anything you know this year 487 yards yeah, good job. I think you need to double that if you want to help this team out. But, you know, can they do it? And uh, what's uh, what's your thoughts on players to watch? 
Yeah, outside of the guys we've kind of already talked about, I mean, the player I will always be most intrigued to watch uh, in Ottawa and one of the most in the league is Devontae Dedman, who, yes, he's a wide receiver, but his primary role is in the kick return game. And he is one of the most exciting players to watch. Uh, I think he set us or tied a CFL record for fastest to five kick return touchdowns. He did it in something like 15 games, uh, if I'm remembering my stats correctly here. He is so fun to watch. Uh, another wide receiver, you know, that we haven't even talked about, Quan Bray, uh, is a guy who put up like 800 yards or something like that with Montreal uh, a number of years ago and then got into some pretty big legal trouble uh, and ended up, you know, getting released for that. And, well, now he's back in the CFL and uh, did sign with the the Ottawa Red Blacks, I think, earlier in the – very early in the offseason. So, I got a bunch of interesting names at the spot. Uh, Adam wants to talk about the kickers, though. Uh, yeah, I got to get some kicker here. love yeah. here. Yes, Lewis Ward is the kicker uh, there, Adam. Uh, you know, let's, let's throw out a player kicker kicker to watch here. Lewis Ward, again, brought to you by Game Time TV, our sponsor. Check him out on GameTimeTV.com. You know what? Uh, <laughs> I'm just doing that. Now. I'm hoping Mike adds a little couple of money, a couple bucks to my check I'm waiting for. But uh, <laughs> um, he was 49. Yeah, 49 for 57, 86% for you mathematicians out there. Uh, he did miss two extra points, 92.6. That's not too bad. Kicker, Richie Leone, he had 112 punts. Wow, that's a lot of boots. And But they do have a Canadian, Jake Julian, uh, just drafted. Uh, you know, a little competition in there. So that's our kicker watch here. Yeah, I, I think Lewis Ward has to be better this year. He went on yeah. that. He went on a tear there at the start of his career where it was like he was setting records for consecutive kicks he made. He was making like 97, 98% uh, a season. And last year, he just took a, a nosedive there, 86%. I think that was bottom half of the league. So, you know, for a team that struggled to put points on the board and struggled to put wins on the board last season, that kind of cost them a little bit when they couldn't get into the end zone. They relied on Lewis Ward to get those points up. Uh, so I think he's got to have a bounce back year this year. Could you imagine an 86 being a bad thing? Like, I just finished school, man. And if I got 86 <laughs> on all my classes, I'd be happy, man. 86, if my batting average and slow pitch was 86%, I'd be unreal right now. Yes, but you are right. He needs to improve 86. That's not a great. But kicking, is it just me between, you know, your newly NFL kind of embraced and we're watching. I haven't watched too many of these spring leagues, but I feel kicking has been kind of uh, not the greatest on any kind of league. Three, four downs on either side of the border kind of thing. So I wonder, you know, is there much to go from? I think kicking is happening less and less in college kind of game they're more inclined to go for two and punt in certain situations or go for it so um yeah fm fan is right can't be worse than legio so uh you, you know, can be if you're you born as beady from the you art can be. But... yeah you can be but uh yeah i, I want to see kicking in overall just a little you know oh that there's there's two things that excite me the most in a football game and that's the well three kick re- kick off return that goes for a touchdown interception that goes for a touchdown and a long field goal attempt like 50 yards plus right you know they're lining it up it's quiet and then boom and maybe we got a little spoiled with medlock here in winnipeg right so those were usually given uh for for it or if not he'd do some tricky o'shea play and they get an onside recovery right so but i want kicking overall to be better um 
Did we do our bold predictions yet? No, I don't think so. Um, Ryan, what's your bold prediction on Ottawa? My bold prediction on Ottawa, uh, and, you know, I might be stealing some thunder here, so I apologize, but I think we're on the same page of, I think Ottawa is going to be a good uh, force to be reckoned with in the East division here this year. Uh, I don't think they're, you know, the bottom feeders in the East anymore. I think they'll win a home game. Uh, at least uh, probably a couple of them there because I don't think they won. No, they did not win a home game last year. So is it bold to say they actually win one uh, this season? Uh, I think they do. I think they win a couple of them there. And I think they're a team that competes at least for a home playoff game uh, here in the East Division. Uh, you know, they brought a lot of pieces in last offseason. They didn't gel right away. I don't think Paul Apolis, as much as I love the guy, was the right fit to lead them uh, in that sense. Uh, and so I I think, you know, another offseason, some more pieces added in the mix. You kind of touched on Kahari Jones coming in uh, as offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, Kahari Jones is offensive coordinator. Bob Dice is head coach for a full season. I like that. They've got the personnel in place. I think this Ottawa team is going to be pretty well improved this year if jeremiah mazzoli stays healthy no i like it and adam in the chat says his bold prediction again is a home playoff game and i yeah you guys uh you guys copied and pasted me but i'll go one farther not only will they host it they're gonna win it boys i'm gonna say they're gonna go to the it'll be the east semi and they'll win to go into the east final uh, which we'll talk about later i guess right kind of spoiling it i guess but that's my uh pick there because you guys took what I was going to say. So, whatever. Anything else we want to talk about with Ottawa Red Blacks, Ryan? Or can we move on to uh, the defending champs? Well, there is a question in the chat here, a quick one. of Who wins their home game first, Edmonton or Ottawa? Week one, Edmonton plays Saskatchewan. Ottawa plays Montreal. I think I said last week that Edmonton would win their, their first home game uh, in week one. So... Uh, you know, I would lean Edmonton, but you know what? I'll give you the bold prediction. I'll go out and say they both win. Wait, is uh... okay? Ottawa's in Montreal, uh, um, yeah, for week one, so that one doesn't count. Uh, when is Ottawa host, at home? They host week two, uh, Thursday night football against Calgary. Looks oh, like that's gonna be a tough one there. Then they've got the bye in week three. Then they host Edmonton in week number four. So I'm going to say Edmonton gets gets the home win first, but I could see a case where both teams win their week one game, but for Ottawa, it's on the road. Uh, I'll say Ottawa gets it first. I I, I don't think that, uh, yeah. I didn't have Saskatchewan too high, but Saskatchewan's always a tough game. And I'll say that uh, the Ottawa Red Blacks stamp, like just – demolish calgary at home and they have some fun times um you know quick we, we talked about scheduling i'm gonna throw it out here i just noticed why is there the three game week on canada day weekend like come on what it's a three game week on canada day weekend <laughs> i don't know man why do they do that and do the they think saturday gonna... like wh- and why do they have a monday nighter on the third bc in toronto like <laughs> Anyway, I don't know. Like to me, that's the day. That's the week that you put all four games on the Saturday. Well, I know you want to do your Thursday, Thursday, Friday, two on Saturday, Canada Day, Saturday. Like I don't know, but anyway, we'll move on. That was scheduling was last week. <laughs> um. So yeah, 
We did full predictions. I lost my place here. Oh, the Toronto. There we go. Toronto, the Argos. Defending Great Cup champions. I I luckily have uh, tickets to banner raising night, so I'll be there proudly in my Mr. Manitoba hat and my Blue Bomber jersey. Um, because I'm interested to see how they will respond this year. You know, big story. Uh, Beth talk about a USFL XFL. Bethel Thompson went down there, right? Um, now Chad Kelly is the starter. Wonder how he'll perform. And you know, that backfield of Harris and Olette. Is it Olette's now? You know, is there a rotation? Is there some third guy that we don't really know about? But let's start. Uh, how do you think Toronto's going to respond uh, when they see that banner being raised at uh, BMO Field? Yeah, I mean, uh, congrats once again, once again to the Toronto Argonauts for winning the Grey Cup last year. I, I'm interested to see what the crowd looks like. And I think you mentioned when you were buying tickets that it seemed pretty sold out for that game. And you know, I'm hoping things like this help draw draw more people in. You know, winning puts people in the seats. Uh, I, I know a local Winnipeg hockey franchise doesn't quite understand that, uh, but it does. Uh, you know, it helps at least in that regard. And so I'm interested, I think, from that perspective, what the, the attendance looks like for the Argos. But in terms of, you know, what does what the, the follow-up look like for them? I think for the most part... This team is pretty stacked across different positions. Uh, you know, they've got good depth across the board where even if some of the guys go down due to injury this year, I think they will still, you know, have the, have the pieces to fill in. So I think overall, you know, this is a team that is capable uh, of, you know, bringing it back, running it back here. Uh, but there are some spots I do have some concerns, which I'm sure we will get into here shortly. What do you, what about you? How do you, how do you follow up the the Grey Cup? The Bombers were able to do it back to back. You know, uh, what's the key here for Toronto? I guess. I, you know, I think I, I want them to get away from Harris. Number one, like I think I think Olet's their guy. So that's what I was kind of talking about. That I'm not saying he can't come in here. Or, you know, after Olet's ran for 130 yards here and there, but I think you need to let that be um, his backfield. To help, and I think that gives some stability to Chad Kelly. I mean, Harris isn't a bad guy to have on the sideline and kind of maybe use him as an extra quarterback slash running back coach kind of situation and get some things going. But you need to have a form of run game because you probably have one of the best receivers in the league in Gittins Jr. And you know he probably wants to get out there. Um, I'm a little worried about their depth after that. Like they got some guys, you know, Dan, uh, D- Davari Daniels is good and. Um, Markeith Ambles is good and they got some guys but you know I'm really interested to see how Chad Kelly moves it around um, and with that running game uh, do you think it's Olette's backfield or do you think it's Harris's see I don't know like this is Andrew Harris's final se- final season right he's already got that coaching gig over in BC uh, that he's going to go off to after he comes back I'm surprised he came back for another season like you won three straight Grey Cups. What are you trying to accomplish here by coming back for one more year? Are you hoping that you can just come, like, you know, have a full healthy season? Because I feel like we haven't seen that from Andrew Harrison so long. So there could be arguments of who is the starter here early in the season. But at a certain point, it's probably, given his injury history, really not going to matter. And it will be Olet's team uh, one way or another. Uh I was a bit surprised to see Olette actually go back to Toronto uh, in in free agency. I thought he could have cemented himself as a starter somewhere else. I thought 
you know, uh, Toronto had Harris. They drafted Daniel Adamaboye uh, uh, early on last season as well. Another Canadian running back there. Uh, maybe he's the future. Olette goes elsewhere. They bring him back now too. I, I think you got to be looking at him potentially as a piece, you know, as a, a firm starter for the future here for Toronto. I, I think he is at the current stage in his career and health wise, I would favor him over Andrew Harris personally. Uh, but I would imagine we're seeing like a dual back system where they're going to each get their different usages. No, I agree. Sorry, I, my computer froze on me. Uh, I, I was checking. I was checking Ticketmaster to see. Yeah, there's not tons of uh, tickets available, but then it decided to freeze on me because I guess I didn't buy more tickets. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think it should be Olet's field. I was listening to what you were saying. I think it should be Olet's backfield. Like I said, give some stability back there. Um, see how it's going. Um, but let's talk about you know my number one quarterback. What what do you think of uh? Chad Kelly, what do you think? Uh, you know, I think I heard 10 for 12 in uh, scrimmage the other day. Uh, you know, is that is he going to translate that onto the field? He, he looked good in that scrimmage. That is for sure. You know, like, what do we what do we know about Chad Kelly? Very little uh, because we have not seen Chad Kelly. That, yes. But <laughs> him as a player, we know very little. And, you know, the way I think I can sum it up best is – Chad Kelly is going to come out and perform like Nathan Rourke, or he's going to come out and perform like every Bombers quarterback during the Joe Mack era, which was a name that we really didn't know much about, came into camp, was going to be the starter, and just didn't do anything, right? Uh, and, and was a disappointment. It's go big or go home, just like BC did with Nathan Rourke. You know, behind him on the depth chart, you've got Brian Scott and Ben Holmes. Not really two household names for you know CFL fans there. I mean, Holmes dressed for two games last season. Scott comes in, I think, USFL, XFL, something like that uh, for him there as well. So they don't have a proven backup behind Chad Kelly if, if he struggles early in the season. Could there be some names out there that we suddenly see them bring in? You know, you got a comment in the chat, FM Fan Gaming saying, but, you know, before, uh, you know, could it be Michael O'Connor? Could it be Antonio Pipkin? Both of them have histories in Toronto uh, there as well uh, that could slot in. But I'm excited for the unknown of Chad Kelly. You know, Nathan Rourke last season got me hyped up on, on this idea of uh, a quarterback that uh, we don't know much about coming into camp and not knowing what he's going to do. But it is the biggest question mark because if the rest of your team is good and you don't have a good quarterback, that could be a problem. What do you think? I know he's your number one quarterback because he won the great cup last season. What are your expectations for Chad Kelly? Oh, I've lost. I found my keys. I lost them and there they are. I can't leave them. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I was using my spare keys earlier. Like, um, yeah, Chad Kelly, you know what? I think it started kind of as a half-ass joke, but it's grown on me a little bit. And I think he actually might surprise some people. Is he going to be Nathan Rourke? No, you know, and, and you that's tough to duplicate because he also has the right passport and birth uh, place of birth. But is Chad Kelly going to be the next Bo Ricky Ray, the American quarterback? I don't think so. But I think he could be that next second tier guy, the Bethel Thompson, you know, who did lead the league in a lot of quarterback categories. He could be what Fajardo was a few years ago. He could be, you know, Trevor Harris kind of nickel and dime kind of guy. I think he could get it enough done that the Argos are in a very similar place to what they were uh, 
November last year in that cold day in Regina. My because I still have a frostbite on my legs uh, from my, my blue bomber shorts. Um, you know, players to watch. I'll, I'll tee up on this one. I'm sure you're going to go more defensive and more some of the positions I uh, tend to accidentally ignore, but I'm going to go with Curly Gittins Jr. You know, he's the guy, you know, to me, 1,101 receiving yards, only five touchdowns. He thought he would get more, but he, you know, he did pick up serious yardage. Is he going to continue that? Chad Kelly needs a guy like that. A couple of guys like that on the roster to keep things going um, and kind of tie that in with that rush game. Cause you got, you know, even if Harris does play, you got the two big kind of power backs. So I think you're going to need some speed somewhere else. You know, not that Oled and well, I don't know about Harris. I don't want to know what his 40 time is anymore. But, you know, I'm not saying that Olet's slow, but, you know, big power guy. He's the power back. He's going to get you those hard-earned second and third kind of runs. But you need that speed on the out, uh, out wide. Uh, Ryan, whose players you got? Yeah, uh, Gittins Jr. would have been one of my top ones as well. He's one of my favorite players in the league, uh, especially at wide receiver, Canadian wide receiver. He was McLeod Bethel Thompson's favorite target, uh, very clearly, even before he kind of burst onto the scene here. He kind of favored him there. So does that transition over with Kelly is kind of something I'm, I'm watching there? Or you know, who are some of the other guys that step up at receiver? Cam Phillips, Demonte Coxie, these are a couple of guys that showed some promise last season. Uh, go back to the kickers. Boris Beattie had the lowest percentage in the league last year at 78%. Uh, if we want to talk about guys that need to be better, he needs to be one of them there. You know, they, they captured the Grey Cup last season despite that. But uh, you want your kicker to be making, you know, more than more than 80% at least at a minimum uh, in terms of field goals, especially since I think he was kicking like five field goals a game at times last season. And if you're making less than 80% of them, that means you're missing at least one of your five field goals each game, which could be a key factor there. Uh, defensive side, all of my focus is on what the heck happens with this log jam at linebacker. Uh, they traded for Jordan Williams, a uh, great Canadian linebacker from BC. And I thought that was the end of Henoch Mwamba's time in Toronto or in the CFL, but nope, they bring him back this season as well. You've got Winton McManus. You've got Darius Pickett. That is a stacked group of, of linebackers, and I'm just not sure what the rotation looks like for uh, fitting all of these guys in for, for full playing time. You know, maybe Mwamba takes a bit of a step back as he as he ages here a little bit. You know, he's 34, uh, but still clearly able to play near the top of his game. So. Uh, yeah, there's intriguing pieces for me across the board here for Toronto. I don't have any question marks really for this team. I guess I mentioned the kickers, but all eyes are on Chad Kelly, right? Like that that really is the big thing here for me for Toronto is if he can perform average, I think this team will be all right. I don't think he needs to put up a Nathan Rourke like performance. I think the team has enough depth across the board. Uh, but it just depends, you know, what kind of performance are we going to get from them? No, I agree. And I think that, I think that maybe because Toronto isn't the center of the CFL universe, like I think maybe if he was in the microscope at Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, Calgary, Hamilton, even, you know, maybe things might be different, but I think, you know, sometimes it's not a bad thing for the psyche to have, you know, like the quieter fan base. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Toronto. They have their fans. They're going to show up, like I said, almost sold out. Probably some Hamilton fans are going to come, but still so almost sold out. But, you know, 
he's not going to be getting blasted by uh, what's whatever that cage channel in Regina, right? Or, or you know, what I mean, he's not. You know, they don't even talk about the Argos on uh, TSN uh, radio station in Toronto, right? So I think that's going to help him out. Uh, bold predictions. Uh, you know what, Ryan? You you kicked me off. Uh, what's your bold prediction for the Argos? Yeah, my bold prediction, if you want to go for a wild bold prediction, uh, I think it's, you know, Adam kind of teased it with his comment in the chat. Nathan Rourke, could he come back from the NFL uh, in, uh, in September, you know, after training camp there? If he does, could Toronto be a place that Nathan Rourke ends up? Could you imagine uh, what kind of, I wonder what kind of impact that would make for, you know, the, the attendance in Toronto to get a big name like, Nathan Rourke, but how big is it for people that don't know football? I don't know, but would certainly be a huge addition for a team that will probably try to throw anything they can at for him if Kelly doesn't perform well. Uh, but my more realistic uh, prediction, uh, there is a question, wouldn't BC own his rights? Good question. I don't know if BC owns Nathan Rourke's rights. I think when I last checked the transaction list, I thought he was released uh, to pursue his NFL opportunity or as a part of going to the NFL, but I don't know for sure on that one. But I'll give you a little, a little bit more realistic of a prediction. We talked about AJ Olette. Uh, I think he's one of the top receiving, what finishes near the top of this team in receiving yards this season. I think he showed his prowess there, had almost as many receiving yards as running yards last season. And I think if Kelly needs to do a couple of dump passes here and there, uh, I think Olette could, you know, last season he finished 350 receiving yards. I'll say, you know, I'll go big here. I'll say he finishes over 750 receiving yards on the season. No, I like it. I could see that because especially if they do those sweep um, screenplay action kind of things like the Harris, the Harris specials almost, I think you can get that. Uh, my bold prediction is um, Chad Kelly will be very deep contention for the Eastern Division MOP by the end of the year. And the Argos, well, uh, they'll be, well, well you know, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save that next part when we get into predictions. I, I got another bold prediction, but uh, we'll go into that when we talk standings and playoff predictions. Uh, anything else you want to talk about the Argos before uh, we move on? I'm just like, taking a look at last season's stats to try to figure out whether 750 is just a ridiculous number of receiving yards for a running back. And I think that may be a little high. I think James Butler may have led the way last season with 384. So maybe I'm a bit high on 750, but. Am I being dumb that Harris almost had a thousand, a thousand not too long ago, though? I think so. Yeah. So yeah. Like one of his last years in Winnipeg, I thought he was just short of a thousand. It didn't even hit maybe a thousand, a thousand. So I don't know if 750 is that hard if they use them like the Bombers used Harris. I mean, yeah. but a lot of teams don't use their running backs like that. But Olet's, I think the bill, like, because you're not going to throw your elusive running back who's 5'8", 100 and some pounds, open field to get absolutely murdered by like a big hill and, and stuff like that, right? So, um, but when you got a guy like Olet, that's the guys you might throw those screen passes to and he could rumble that way and and rumble up the middle um but i i wouldn't go too much lower i think 500 to 750 could that's kind of yeah that's if they use them like harris uh, historically harris not harris recently but i think that should be fine uh do you want to move over to our standings now you want to do um how yeah, did we do it last it. week i can't remember 
I think we all just listed off what we what we oh, okay. had for our standings here. So I'll go. I'll I'll go first. I'll go first. Um, top, bottom, bottom, top. What do we do? You're right in the show here, man. You decide. I don't know. Okay, I'll start from the bottom. I got um, the Montreal Alouettes. They're gonna just, yeah, they yeah, they're not gonna clean out their lockers. They're just gonna set it on fire and start fresh with everything. Six and twelve in the bottom of the basement. Pretty close though to those Seven Eleven bombers, uh, but not just the same. I'll also have in third. Bo will just hit 500 at nine and nine, just maybe good enough to make the playoffs. I can't remember what my Western divisions were, uh, but they will be fighting the crossover. Ottawa, I got not too much better, but 10 and eight, just enough to get that home game. Um, maybe 11 and seven kind of thing. They'll be just a little bit better than Hamilton, but uh, good enough. And then the defending Grey Cup champs, led by uh, Eastern MOP Chad Kelly. We'll go 13 and five. Um, Ryan, what do you got? Yeah, I didn't have records uh, when I was putting my predictions together. I really should have because I knew you were going to have some on yours. Uh, but I've got Montreal at the bottom for me as well. I do think they are the the lowest team in the East division uh, coming into this year. The other three teams I'm really struggling with where to put because I can see a world where Hamilton is actually pretty good during the regular season this year. I think Ottawa is going to be better. I think Toronto is going to be good, but are they going to be as good with Kelly at the helm is the big question for me here. So, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go with, I went with Montreal in fourth. I'll put Ottawa in third uh, for now, even though I think they could challenge for that home playoff game and come really close to it. Um, Hamilton in second, and I think I'm still going to keep Toronto in first there. I think Kelly's going to produce enough for that to happen. But I think all these teams, at least the top three, are going to be separated by one or two wins. I think it's going to be pretty close there where, you know, maybe a 10 and 8 or an 11 and seven uh is enough to win the division this year i like it and adam in the chat he has well he doesn't have montreal in there but i'm assuming montreal fourth hamilton third ottawa second toronto first i will throw adam's uh playoff predictions too he has hamilton beating ottawa and beats toronto in overtime after toronto misses a convert no manure spread though <laughs> yeah um so that's what adam's got for playoff predictions predictions uh what do you have for your playoff predictions in the east uh, so what did i have i had toronto in first i think so that would be that would be the bye week for the bye for them there and then i've got ottawa coming into hamilton i guess but give me ottawa for the upset over the tie cats uh here uh in, in the uh playoffs so then i've got toronto and ottawa going into the uh, East final. Um, yeah, let's go Ottawa. Give me Ottawa in the finals. I don't want to go the full rematch from last season because I think I picked Winnipeg to go out, uh, out west. I'm feeling some magic here for the uh, the Ottawa Red Blacks uh, in the playoff run this this season. I, I think Jeremiah was always going to have a good bounce back year. I think uh, Kahari Jones uh, and Bob Dice uh, are the right personnel in place to uh, to put them over the top. No, I like it. I like it. I would have uh, for the East semifinals, Hamilton going into Ottawa, and I have the Red Blacks. Well, 
they have if somehow they make the playoffs and have a home game and haven't won a home game. This one will for sure be it right here. Um, Hamilton at Ottawa. And then the next week I have Ottawa going into Toronto. I have uh, Chad Kelly getting it done and beating Ottawa. I believe I'd BC in the West. I think so. Yeah, oh, wait, so I he- hang on. I haven't. Uh, I'll let me double check. I think I had BC. I I did so much study prep, and the last thing I did was check what we did last week. Um, uh, you had yes, you had uh, BC going to the Grey Cup out west. I had Winnipeg going to the Grey yeah. Cup out west. Uh, Adam had Calgary. I'm not gonna pick that one. I was I was gonna give a tease, but I'm not gonna pick that one. I'll leave BC and Toronto just open ended for now. You're not gonna pick the Grey Cup. You gotta pick it. It's you, to- you gotta pick your Grey Cup champs, man. Shoot. Uh, Chad Kelly gets it done on his own and the two block parade in Toronto will be so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I like it. So you're going for the Toronto repeat. Yeah. For me, I've got Ottawa and Winnipeg in the cup finals. I don't know. I got to give it to the Bombers. I think the core is there. I think the core is still in place to get it done. They were so close last season to doing it. It just fell apart at the last minute there, uh, but was about as close as it could get. I got to give it, I got to give it to Winnipeg over Ottawa. I like Adams in the chat. He says he would have Hamilton and Calgary, a masterpiece. The only thing I would actually like better than that is if it was in Calgary. I think it's in Hamilton's would be my second choice, but Bo going back to Calgary and winning a great cup there would kind of be funny. That would be his first visit back to Calgary because he's yeah. Calgary this season. Exactly. I think that would just be the only thing I hate about it is kind of more of a neutral field being great cup, but oh man, that's still pretty, <laughs> that'd be awesome. But um, yeah, um, Adam, you're going to throw out who you have winning that one though. Uh, we did. Um, so we'll give Adam a second there. Uh, to hopefully respond because oh now his service went out when he has to make a tough choice. Um stamps oh the stamps okay out of boy he'll take the stamp so Bo being the one uh crying into his uh bandana leaving uh leaving uh Tim Horton's field. I think the big else? thing I think the big thing in this message he sent is not only do do they tear the heart out of Bo but they end his career Adam thinks career. uh Thinks they're going to Bo's going to retire after this. Big, Leave, leaving eight hundred thousand dollars on the table. But I mean, they could always cut him too, huh? I mean, I I wish I could live a life where I wouldn't care about. Oh yeah, I'll just retire. Who cares about eight hundred thousand dollars? You know. Um, but anyway, interesting thought. Anything else we were going to touch on, Ryan? Anything else before we go? Uh, you wrap things up. <sighs> What else was there? Was there anything from this way? Preseason kicked off this week, right? Uh, game one of the preseason the other day. Uh, big news, I guess, the online streaming deal that all the games are on uh, on CFL preseason live. Uh, international fans can also catch almost every CFL game for free on the CFL streaming service. Uh, I guess quick thoughts, because we've talked uh, about streaming so much, uh, streaming deals so much over the past couple of weeks. What do you think of uh, what the CFL did here? I like it, and I I do like it, and I think it was a major, like, uh, con job a little bit. Like, I think they – because they knew 
they, this is probably why those two games got taken off of TSN because they were like, oh, we want to showcase this a little more. And then you guys have that space to yourself. And it also happens when, you know, this week there's two games on the exact same time for preseason. So what was TSN going to do? Plus another one starting right after. So, I mean, it probably makes more sense to have it on this free streaming things, even for Canadians, you know, to kind of have those two have that option there. And I wonder if it could be a negotiation chip a little bit with TSN being like, hey, look what we just did on our own. You know, maybe, you know, maybe someone else can pick it up. And was it NBC they have the international deal with? No, CBS. Who was the C- deal that did? Didn't the I think CFL it was come CBS, up? but CBS. it was the, but it was CBS SN, which was not the which is right. not the prime CBS. Right. But I mean that too, because this is this Oh, all the games not on there are available to Americans, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Right. So I wonder if that's kind of a negotiation thing too. Like, hey, we, we're going to give this away for free until someone wants to pay for it, right? Kind of thing. So, And I liked it. And you had the local uh, local radio guys. Oh, God. You know how awesome that would be? And no disrespect to Derek Taylor, but Bob Irving doing that. And you can actually see the game. Oh, I would love that. But, you know, um, I digress. I, I liked it. And I think it was the right step. And like I said, they 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 messed with us by taking those games off at tsn being like you know what are we going to do tonight brain the same thing we do try to take over the world and just mess with their fans a little bit and and then even i think i send in our group chat or maybe i put it on the public discord them like trolling like oh you don't put televise your preseason games and then they like you know dropped hey guess what we have i i think they're trying to do <laughs> i think they're trying to kind of shove it in the people's faces a little bit and i like that mentality ryan yeah, I was very excited to see this because I was, you know, I've lamented a lot about the online presence of the uh, of the CFL and when, when all this talk about streaming deals was going on, I questioned whether they knew what streaming services were, uh, <laughs> you know, so uh, to see them do this and I love that it's free. I don't think this helps necessarily market to new markets, but I know there are a lot of existing CFL fans abroad that are trying to find a way to, you know, watch these games. The dumb wrinkle to it is that there's no way to watch them on demand or pause them. So yeah, here, you know, fans across the pond, uh, here's your access. You know, you can watch all the, the CFL games. Oh, but they're on at three in the morning for you. So, uh, yeah, pull an all-nighter, I guess, if you want to watch it because you can't record it there uh, as well, which is not ideal. But I think this is a starting point. I think they're testing the waters with this maybe and perhaps expanding on in the future. Wouldn't be surprised if it's not free forever, uh, if they eventually pay wallet or something like that. But, hey, we get to watch all the preseason games. I love that uh wild preseason game to start it off with where you know it almost didn't happen because of the smoke and then it got delayed for forever due to a lightning delay at halftime uh we really got our money's worth uh of four four plus hours of content there for a preseason game on that one um yeah good week overall for the cfl and, and you know yeah I was going to say, make a point though, TSN, they're live. I, I think I mentioned in our group chat again, they only introduced being able to pause and rewind recently too. And I don't think anything's archived and you pay for that. Sportsnet, Sportsnet is awesome. If you, you can start the Jays game anytime, you know what I mean? And if it could be ended, it's awesome. I like that. And I think TSN and the CFL, 
even if you start charging, I'd love that. You know, you need to add that because you're right, international fans. But there's just lazy guys like me who I don't want to watch the game right at three when it starts. I'm going to start at three thirty so I can fast forward because I don't care what Dunnigan and Stiegel are cooking at halftime. Right. So just skip right through it and you get back to the action. You, hey, got to go to the bathroom. Pause. You know, you got a young kid. This kid starts throwing up in the ha- you know, middle of the game. Now you can pause. It's a it's a pretty weird world that we live in where you can't pause and you and I might just be old enough to remember, you know, VHS and pausing and rewinding and, you know, but you couldn't do that to cable, you know, you had, you had to run back and forth uh, in that two minute uh, commercial. Uh, you have to go to the bathroom or get some water. So I think that it's such a weird thing not to have. I call that time my peak fitness level. Uh, <laughs> you got to somehow make a drink, get to the bathroom and, you know, <laughs> get some snack all in like 30 seconds, 40 seconds. Go. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, this week, I mean, not only this, the other thing was that, that we finally heard from Genius Sports this week, right, that uh, they were revitalizing, like, all the stat tracking for the CFL and some advanced statistics that are going to feed into betting content and stuff as well. Uh, so I love better stat tracking because what the CFL had before was not very detailed and largely inconsistent at times. So uh excited to see what that is they teased that it was going to be involved in the first they were going to start using it in preseason but last i checked a lot of the preseason stats from that game weren't available uh maybe they are now after the fact but nothing was going on during it so i'm still waiting to see what this looks like exactly but i'm excited there's no box score or play-by-play options on the game so oh great great good start um But I assume it's going to affect on-field, like on-screen stuff on TSN broadcasts, which we don't haven't seen at all yet, as well, Um, and you know, fantasy betting content, etc. So, yeah, good week for the CFL. You know, they they we clamor for these things for fifty-one weeks a year, and they save it all up and give it to us right before the season starts. I guess, I guess that's what happens here. And just be a little ruthless on social media. That's because don't tell the best is the Wendy's uh, Twitter account that just roasts people for fun. So if the CFL kind of started doing that, I would kind of be on board for it. So <laughs> see something new or let, let Gary Stern control the CFL Twitter for a day and let's see what, how that oh, no. goes. Um, oh no. I think, uh, yeah, that's about it. They eh? nothing else we got on tap. Uh, let's up next fantasy draft special next week seven days from now i guess six days and 23 hours goes down we don't know who's on the clock yet do we no we were uh we're still trying to figure out what order we're picking in for that one we'll do the draft lottery sometime this week somebody doesn't want the first overall the first overall pick is terrible (laughs) yeah me and my uh does i have i think i had the last one and i took caleros (laughs) And yeah, I you had the I'm first a... overall pick last, last yeah. time around, yeah. But I, I had the last cool. pick in the draft. Worked out pretty well for me. So Yeah, well, it happened. So, yeah, that goes down uh, next week. Same old time, same old place, 930 Central. I don't have, do you have the graphic for that? You got to throw the graphic up? I don't have a graphic for that. Oh, man, that's okay. You were working hard today. Uh, yeah, but we got, that's next episode. Hopefully the whole gang's there. Adam should be done seating, and Mike will emerge from his dat <laughs> cave and... Tell us, uh, I don't know, all about uh, that horse and the Maple Leafs or something. Maple Leafs next year. Maple Leafs next year. That's what he'll talk about. But uh, make sure you catch us on social media. There they are. The podcast at CF Countdown Pod. 
Uh, that's our official one. And uh, Ryan, where can people, uh, I guess people can mostly catch you at that one, uh, right? You're our Twitter guy. You're our social media guy. You're our everything. <laughs> I am not driving the car tonight. No, uh, not tonight. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at CooperTrooper42. Don't tweet a whole ton from there. Most of what I do comes from the podcast, and then I retweet it from there. So if, if you want to get our content twice, you know, follow me. Uh, if you don't, you know, I, I understand. I don't do much on Twitter on my own account. So, no, uh, yeah. I, I, once in a while, you'll like something, and I'll be like, oh, he's on his own account. Cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I kind of think about it. But uh, yeah, but make sure you also f- uh, follow Mike at Mike Garrell. He tweets once in a while about stuff, uh, hockey stuff, and I'm sure he'll be back on with a vengeance football season. And if you want to see some nifty farmer stuff at Adam Stewart one or his, uh, maybe better get his YouTube channel going, Farmer in Saskatchewan going up, uh, posting. I want to see some videos, Adam. And, uh, of course, on Facebook, facebook.com slash cfcountdownpod. You can also find me at Trey Harnesslink on Twitter. And it's, it's busy time. There's like, things going on every day man at work um but just real quick i'll be in calgary this weekend for some races and at at century downs casino it's mental health uh, day on saturday so uh anyone in the calgary area if you want to come check it out maybe hey i'll be doing my job there so you can't talk to me about football all the time but i'll be around uh it's great time to watch the ponies and there's silent auction 50 50 all going to the canadian Oh shoot! Whatever it is, Canadian Mental Health Awareness or something in Regina, in Calgary. I mean, um, if you want to check it out? Check my Twitter at Trey MB Harness or Trey, that's my old one, Trey Harness Link. Um, and I have a bunch of stuff going on there with it. Um, yeah, you know how much that's kind of important to me. So you know, come help us out there, and check out my other podcast Wednesdays, one p.m. I'm sorry, I get my and Saturday is 10 p.m. or 10 a.m. Uh, it's hardest news live. If you want to learn more about horse racing, right I've seen you ramble like this for 30 minutes and about horses. Hey, sounds great to me. I tuned in once, I had no idea what you were talking about, but you sounded great. <laughs> you got to, you know what, you just got to sound confident and you could, you know, sell anything to anything, you know. <laughs> True. That's the, that's the number one thing, you know. Oh. All the people on social media that you go, hey, they 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 what they sound like is complete crap, but they sound confident. So you know, but yeah, what were you gonna throw at me? Uh, speaking of selling things, I've been sitting on this for like a, an hour and a uh, an hour now since we brought it up earlier. I looked into the price of how much ant farms cost. Just <laughs> <laughs> so waiting for the right minute moment to throw it out there. Uh, what would you guess uh, average price of an ant farm? Uh, on Amazon, if you were to buy an ad farm on Amazon.com, uh, this, this, comes, this answer with... was three years ago. So take inflation rates into it. Take the dollar exchange. It's Amazon.com. So American. How much would you guess for an ad farm? But, so this comes like, does this come with like dirt and ants or just? I don't know. It's the answer oh, to a question on Quora.com from some random it's person. Wide open. Okay. Well, I'm going to, in my imagination, I'm going to say dirt and ants come with it. Um, maybe even a little food packet. Um, I'm going to say, ooh. oh, Amazon's got some cheap things sometimes, though. Like they got the, I'll, I'll go, well, I'll, uh, Bob Barker, I'll go, uh, shoot, 301. Uh, the ant farms they sell on Amazon.com run from about $9 to $56. <laughs> 
So you can bet the ant farm on about anything, I think. <laughs> wow. I guess you could just go outside and pick up some ants in your set, eh? You don't really need it. Unless you want to have that... some like funky, cool like African ants or something. Should that be the new slogan of the uh, the betting segments uh, during this season? Don't bet the farm, but bet the ant farm. I think so. I kind of want to buy an ant farm now. Uh, go for it. Huh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's wrap this up before I forget because I still have the keys and I don't know for how much longer. So, uh, yeah. And remember, check us out on our um, Discord, our new Discord. There it is. Join the CFC Discord. You want to actually talk to guys like me, Ryan, Adam, and Mike, throw us stuff in there. If you don't want to talk to us and you just want to sit there and listen to us talk, that's cool too. You know, I, I'm in a couple Discords where I think I've texted in them twice, but I check them out every day. Um, and you know what? Thank you for supporting the show. Uh, whatever plat- podcast platform you are listening to, uh, you know, make sure you comment, like, subscribe, rate, review, share with your friends. Help us grow the show. We always appreciate that. Anything else? I just want to say great job, Trey. Awesome. I gave, I gave you the keys tonight. You did fantastic. I, I don't know if I'm getting the keys back. <laughs> you know what, Ryan? You could say goodbye. I'm going to be unprofessional. I ordered pizza and the pizza guy's here. So I got to go right back. <laughs> and that's the perfect way to end it. Uh, yeah, thanks to Trey for for, uh, for running the show here tonight. Uh, you did a great job. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in as well. Fantasy Draft next week. And then our regular season of content from there. Looking forward to that there also. Uh, thanks for listening. Take care. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye.